Flynn's Omnibus. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so glad you've come back and are here to join me for the second edition of Flynn's Omnibus. Today we're going to talk about new music. I am a composer. I'd like to think I'm pretty good at it, but that's neither here nor there. I want to talk today about the new music scene. One thing I will not do is speak ill of another composer. Anyone who is composing deserves my respect and yours for putting something out there. So if you're looking for a diss track, I suggest you listen to Drake and Meek Mill. They seem to have a pretty good thing going there. Now, my problem is with what I call new music trademark. This is the axis of performances, grants, and competitions that, while claiming to be stylistically very different, end up more often than not promoting composers of the same pedigree or aesthetics. It seems to be centered around three geographic areas, the Northeast, including New York City, down to Baltimore, Washington, D.C., up to Boston. Chicago, and Southern California. A certain amount of that is to be expected, since those areas are among the most populous and culturally aware areas in the entire country. But there does seem to be disproportionate emphasis placed on these areas. For example, at least eight of the last ten Pulitzer Prizes in music have gone to composers based in either New York City or Los Angeles, and within that, New York City is well ahead. The major new music festivals, like Bang on a Can, are certainly preferential to composers from these three areas. The grant-making agencies are often based in these locations, and, even though they claim to have a national scope, most of their grants end up awarded to composers and ensembles from, you guessed it, the Northeast, Chicago, and Southern California. I want to make clear that I'm not saying that this music is bad. Much of it is quite good. Quite, quite good. And it's deserving of all the accolades it's received. But let's be honest for a moment. Some of it is self-indulgent. It's designed more to impress with technique than to actually communicate something. Now, communication need not be a requirement of your aesthetics as a composer. But don't complain that people misunderstand your music when you purposefully downplay communication. There is a sense of, if not out-and-out cultural superiority, then at least a patronizing attitude toward composers who aren't from there. There's a strong sense of what John Luther Adams, the great composer based out of Alaska of all places, called competitive careerism in the world of new music trademark and people feel you have to be in one of those places to make a go of it i get the attraction of cities like that my hometown had 19 people my current city has about 5000 people i get the energy that cities provide but i'm here to tell you it's just not so as i said earlier john luther adams lived in alaska for 30 plus years you cannot get more removed from New York City and the United States than Alaska. 
In my reviews for the new music website, Sequenza 21, I have had the good fortune to hear much new and exciting music from people who do not live in the Northeast, Chicago, or Southern California. It is possible, regardless of what the tastemakers and funders would have you believe, to create fresh and exciting new music away from new music festivals. In 2015, we no longer need gatekeepers. I want to draw your attention to a composer you may not have heard of, Mississippi-based musician and artist Everett Minshew. Everett lives in Socher, a town of about 1,300 people, 30 miles or so north of Gulfport, Mississippi. He holds a degree in music from the University of Southern Mississippi, but dig this, it's not in composition, it's in music history. He is more or less self-taught, and his music has communication and technique, both, in spades. I'm going to play an excerpt, and I've got a link to this on the podcast's website as well, or through my blog, actually. I'm going to include now an excerpt from a work of his, Constructions for Julie Mayreitu, for Saxophone Quartet. I'm going to suggest you listen to the whole 14 minutes. The recording is by the Mana Quartet. You can find it on Everett's SoundCloud page, and it's exquisite. But here's an excerpt of it. This is from about two and a half minutes into it to three minutes and 45 seconds into it. Everett is writing exciting, expressive, powerful stuff. And he's doing it in coastal Mississippi. He is not alone. All over the country. All over the world. People are writing music with imagination, verve, and spark. 
They're writing for wind band. They're writing for choir. They're writing for soloists, chamber groups, whatever they can. People like Everett. People like Jen Jolly in Cincinnati, who started a wonderful opera company devoted to new small works. People like Alan Tyson in Asheville, North Carolina, and Matthew Saunders just outside of Cleveland, David Dees in Winona, Minnesota. And performers of new music are everywhere, too, like mezzo-soprano Lisa Nair in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And full disclosure on that, she'll be singing one of my urban legends sometime this upcoming year. And people like flutist Tammy Evans-Yance in Brookings, South Dakota. We're everywhere. We do not need to be limited geographically to New York, Chicago, Southern California. So to you, the composers and performers and supporters of new music, not just new music, trademark, I offer my heartfelt thanks and gratitude for understanding that music is what and where you make it. I am grateful to Alan Tyson for helping shape this discussion. Many thanks also to Everett Minshew for agreeing to have the excerpt from Constructions on the podcast. It's a wonderful performance. Please do check out his SoundCloud page and listen to the whole thing. It's 14 minutes of greatness. Our theme music is my own work, Rational Exuberance, played by the Czech Philharmonic, conducted by the late Robert Ian Winston, and available on Naxos. As always, thanks for listening, and have a wonderful day. <laughs>